BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here, and on this episode I've got with me Ryan Hedinger. Ryan, uh, let everyone know a little who you are. You've been on the show before, but I think it's been a while. Uh, yeah, the last time I was on the show was following the uh, 2017 Iceland Nagogi. Yep. So that was the last time I was on the show. Uh, in the Beast OCR, uh, Warrior State of Mind, other OCR groups, uh, got into it basically 2015 with uh, Spartan Sprint. And then it grew from there and kept progressing. And then I, I kind of took it a step further for myself and went for some of the uh, ultra runs themselves. Uh, ended up doing a 50K last year. Uh, was gearing up for a little bit more this year, but then uh, everything went downward. So, but uh, uh, five years of, of doing this and physical exercise and getting really into everything. You know, I was a group X. Uh, group exercise instructor teaching what was called ripped which was a uh, cardio and weights type uh, exercise and so i was doing that and uh, trx and then because of covid I, I was able to focus on my own workouts and me and and i've been doing it every day kind of since right on well also you know you've been you've been focusing quite a bit of your own stuff and all that and i know covid's changed things for a lot of people but uh Luckily, both of us have been able to get out and we got to do the Rise events both this year. How how were those for you? So seeing those advertised, right, uh, both the Rise Battle of the High Desert and the Rise Challenge for Troops. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. looked at those kind of like a, I didn't look at them as an OCR. I saw them more of a practical type exercise in a way right uh with the yeah. battle of the hd uh got me into things that i wasn't used to which was the crossfit style uh using the deadlift for weights i don't do many deadlifts and then the keg presses uh and then it threw in it threw in those other aspects that you would see maybe if you were in law enforcement or military or something else to a practical application of that exertion then going into uh, like a fire firearms right yeah uh, and for me that was for me that was how do you slow your breathing down I mean physical exertion hearts racing you're breathing heavy I mean for here, us here in Washington, actually on the coast, you know, we're at sea level. And then going up there to Bend, going up to that higher elevation, the altitude kind of played a factor in my breathing, the dry air. I was, it felt like I was getting exhausted more. And so got down to that rifle range and it's like trying to zero in on that target and you're trying to calm your breathing down and calm everything down so you can focus. And, and it was, yeah. it was difficult. I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was difficult, but I mean, I liked it because like you said, it was, a, it was a different challenge. It was one of those things like the evolution of your OCR. We started doing OCR at the beginning because we wanted something different. And this was, 
a different, like you said, more practical. Um, and the way they did it too, where you did the deadlift, you did the, the keg lift, and then you did what the, the axe throw and then did the shooting. So by the time you yeah. got to the shooting, you were already smoked from doing, you know, the, the lifts. And then, like you said, because we're at a different altitude, trying to control your breathing, plus you just did the lifts. It, it added a whole nother thing where it wasn't just walking on the range and taking a shot. It did what it was supposed to do. It challenged us into something. When I first started Spartan, right, um, my first sprint, uh, there were so many things that I could not do. I couldn't climb a rope. Uh, I had difficulties with the hercoist. Um, but I made the decision that, okay, those were things I was going to focus on for the next time I went to an event a year later. I gave myself a year and, and I was able to nail those things. I was able to climb a rope. I didn't have difficulty with turquoise. I was able to get through some of them, but then I struggled on others. And, and it's like, okay, it was a constant evolution in my training, in my exercises to get well-rounded. Going here for uh, this battle of the high desert, it was a totally different type of experience that challenged me and what i asked uh the rifle instructor was how do you calm your breathing you know going from this exertion how do you calm your breathing and i'm sorry uh for those in that environment our our veterans our military our you know our police officers when they have to go running, chasing somebody, or they've got to do something physical and, and then they've got to focus. I mean, that's kind of, it. it's not the same thing that they're doing that I did, but I mean, I can kind of catch a glimmer of what it might be like. Yeah. A little glimpse of it. No, and that's it. I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, I think we're used to a lot of times, any of us that even been to the gun range, it's a controlled environment. You're not, you know, winded. You're not tired. You didn't just do 187-pound deadlifts, you know. And I think it gave a whole different, you know, like you said, it's not it ideally what, we, you know, you would do in real life. But, I mean, it, it's, it gives you that little idea of what it's like to do this when it's not a perfect environment. Yeah, yeah. It's not hunting where it's like you're out there, you get that thrill, excitement of that, of that covey or whatever that you spook up or, or that deer or that buck fever, but it is a little bit of heart racing environment. Your heart starts to pound a little bit. You know, you're, you're, I, I was excited for it. I was, I'd never shot an AR 15, you know, so that was my first time with an AR 15. Right. So I was like, okay, yeah. what, what am I going to expect yeah. here? You know, I, I just want to know. So, and, and I mean, new experiences all around kind of for me. Yeah, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that it. first that first race was pretty cool. I mean, it was my first time with, the, you know, the Rise events doing something with them. And, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, just the whole way it was set up, you know, it seemed random, but then you thought back on it and you're like, no, this is actually set up pretty neat where it kind of, you know, you do the lifting first to kind of take you out of your, so you're not 100% once you hit the other parts. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you hit the mile course. Yeah, and then you do after you've done, you know, the the lifting, everything else. You do the axe throw, 
And even then your arms are shaking and you're trying to do the ax throw. And it was just close enough that you couldn't throw hard because then you get too much rotation. So you had to find that nice, easy lob kind of throw that would make it stick, but make it hard enough to stay in. So that got interesting. Yeah. And right after that, the correct then, rotation with the correct yep. momentum and strength. It was, yeah, timing. It was all timing. It was. And we didn't get to practice it. It was pretty much, you had five throws. So yeah. that was pretty cool. And then, you know, like then right after that, straight into the shooting. And then once you finished the shooting, you had a couple minutes maybe to kind of catch your breath and then take off on the mile course. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that mile course was brutal. I mean, it was, it was only a mile, but they threw a lot into that mile. A lot into that mile. And again, you know, I can run here and I've got a good pace and I can, I can gauge my breathing here in Washington. Yes. I mean, I took off at a fast clip when I took out for that first sprint down to the first, uh, the obstacle, which was the tire flip. Mm-hmm. And I mean, halfway down there, it's like I had to cut back on my pace a little bit, slow down. Granted, granted the attire I was wearing, I tried to dress practical again. Like I was, like it was not an OCR, like yeah. it was actual, it was urban or whatever that I was going to have to put it to some use. Uh, so, I mean, uh, just the full, I was warm, I was hot, you know, and then the breathing on top of it and everything else prior to, it's like my legs were toast. Uh, I knew my arms were kind of tired. Uh, I, I'll tell you that uh, I made the comment, uh, uh, Tyler Overmiller posted, uh, on Instagram, uh, his up and over the 12 foot wall. Uh, he was videoed and as he's videoed up and over, I'm also there on that wall, fish flopping, trying to, <laughs> trying to get over the wall. You know, hey, it's like, I made it over. That's, that's all that mattered. I, yeah. I made it. That's what counts. Right. Uh, but it's just those little things okay, what do I need to work on for the next time? Because I do plan on going for the next time, right? Oh, so do I. Uh, that, that, is, that is my whole intention, okay? This set a base for me on what I need to do. Now, granted, it's going to be different. I can't go to a gun range after doing all these exercises, right? I really can't do all that. But I can work on breathing exercises after I finish working out to where I yeah. can try to slow that pace, calm myself, and then steady. Yeah, which is so true. And I mean, that's kind of one of those things that just, it kind of gave us a base. And I mean, it was really cool to, to, to test yourself in such weird ways. Like you said, you had that tire flip and the breathing was weird because of that, the altitude. And then that Atlas ball was freaking slick and heavy as hell. Yeah. I think they said yeah. about a hundred and, two pounds yeah it wasn't what tammy said was 102 so it it was a heavy sucker i know that so and basically that (laughs) was you know i i lifted that thing and it was one of those i did everything i could to make sure i never had to set it down yeah 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 uh i think that's the most i've ever thought to make sure I carried the Atlas ball the entire way. Cause I'm like, I, 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 if I put this down, it's going to be a pain to get picked back up. So I'm just going to carry it. I even threw it up on my shoulder. 
<laughs> so that was my thought process. It's like I'm I'm on the way down. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna set it down, reposition it because I was holding it kind of you know in that bear hug bucket style yep. kind of carry in front, and I'm like, man, this is not cutting it. So I again I. I hefted it up and I held it on my shoulder. I'm like, okay, this is more comfortable for me. I, I know that I can make it down and back with it here and then gently set it down without any issues. Yeah. Uh, what, what I was amazed for me uh, was kind of the keg presses. Uh, I think they said it was like 87 pounds for, for the keg press. And it was more of an awkward lift. Yep, and uh, you know they said as as long as one hand remained on the keg, you know you're fine. So you're shifting it to to move it around to to go to the different arms for what arm is higher up and which arm is shorter. And I mean, it just they were like, okay, you're at six, and I'm like, okay, I can do a few more. And so I kind of not paying attention, not counting myself, and they're like, oh, you're at you're at twelve, and I'm like okay, I feel good. I, I can do a little more. And, and for me, it was like, I got to 25 and I'm like, that's it. Okay, good. I, I'm, I'm done now. I'm walking away. <laughs> See, you did better at that than I did. My thing was, this really showed me that I've spent a lot of time on running and not enough yeah. time on lifting because I did with the, 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 the deadlifts, I think I got 23 or 24, I think on the deadlift. And then on the uh, on the keg, I only got like seven or eight, and it was just one of those that I'm like, okay, yeah, I have not been working on my lifting enough, so that's a, somewhere that I need to work on. And like you said, this was a real good base to kind of figure out some of the stuff I needed to work on because um, I haven't been doing heavy lifting. So it, it was cool to kind of see that and kind of really get that gauge on this. So. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. So I, I really enjoyed it. And like you said, I mean, it was one of those, that mile run, there was a lot of that they put into that mile. So, you know, and that the eight foot wall wasn't so bad. The 12 foot wall was quite interesting trying to do that, that, you know, pretty much Batman walk up the side of the, the you know, the wall. And for me, I everyone always says yeah. I do it weird because a lot of people will climb the wall till they can reach an arm up. I will climb the wall till I can get a foot over. Yeah. So I put a foot over first because if I can get my foot over the wall, then I can pull. I can use my legs to pull me over. So and that's kind of what I did. I walked up the wall until I could get one foot over, and then once I got my yeah. foot over, then I kind of pulled myself the rest of the way up and over. I know that we're we've just kind of been focusing on the, the first event that they had towards the end of September, right? Yes. That was one of the first the end of September. And I mean, I know we talked about that. We've talked about that quite a bit. I love that event, but then both of us went back in what? No, October. Uh, we went back in October. We went uh, back the, I think it was the 17th, yep. 16th or 17th of October. Uh, so we went, we went back. The, there I can't remember the name of the snow park. It was it was the troops challenge, uh, the, the troops, the challenge, rise troops it, challenge event. They had it at some random at a, at a uh, snow park up there above Bend. So uh, yeah, one we even got another like two thousand feet up. And so, what I did like about it is they gave you both options. They gave you options with that. They gave you a three mile option, 
uh, short course. Yeah. Or they gave you the long course option. Uh, I don't know the the gentleman that works with her setting up those courses. He was the the bigger guy, uh, dreadlocks and everything. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name but, either. Uh, he, he and I were talking before I started off running, and uh, he said it's seven-ish miles, right? You yep. know, knowing Tammy, it's seven-ish miles on the course. Uh, but uh, I I decided I wanted to go for the long course. And, and again, I took it as one of those, okay, uh, this was a troops challenge, right? So it was military-based. There were things that we would have to do that had we gone to an A schoolish type for uh, military army boot camp or maybe a special forces for whatever that we would run into some of these. And uh, so again, I, I took it as that aspect. You know, I, I, I had tactical pants more or less and tactical running shoes versus tennis shoes. Uh, again, it started off cold in the morning. So, you know, I was, I was dressed for that environment. And as the day progressed, I mean, it got hot, you know. It did. So, again, it was it was trying to figure out the breathing uh, on the course. And then once I had the breathing down, it's like, okay, I've done some of these obstacles before. Shouldn't be a big issue. Uh, and, and, I mean, yes, you had to memorize. You had to use memory. Um, again, yeah. I went as an individual. And uh, I mean, yeah, well, the thing about it is, is even as an individual um, doesn't mean you're out there for yourself. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we had a hard time finding the dog tag in the beginning. Uh, one of the gentlemen who started off before me had a hard time. So as a group, uh, we tried to find the dog tag. Once we finally found it, it's like, okay. Boom, boom, boom. This is how we read. Leaving that and then going back to the main course, uh, when I got back to the grenade toss, uh, the group that was there at the grenade toss, I said, hey, you're going to go up here. There's going to be a clearing. In the middle of the clearing, you'll see the stick fork, right? That way they knew were general area to look they weren't going to go too far they weren't going to get lost they were they were gonna i mean hey you're out there to challenge yourself but i mean if you can help somebody i mean help in my opinion you know if they yeah. need help with a wall ask you know before you assist but i mean we're all there to get something done we're all there to finish you know and, and we learn what we need to challenge ourselves on right in yeah. my opinion and that is so true we, we are we're all there to finish we're all there to enjoy ourselves and i mean that was kind of my thing going up on this this adventure i mean it was one of them like you said you did the long course that was my choice too i wanted the long course and a lot of the reason why is because well why not yeah i mean why why wouldn't you do the long course I mean, considering that we're, for one, we drove how long to get there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, uh, maybe six-hour drive? Yeah. Six-hour plus, you know, you know. 
that is the thing. I'm driving six hours to do three miles, or I'm driving six hours to do seven miles. Yeah, right? I mean, it was... Granted, other people would look at us and go, you guys are crazy. Yeah. But I mean, uh, part of it's, for me, part of it's also the drive. I, I like to drive, and it's the scenery, you know. Uh, I mean, I drove, I drove through the mountains to get there. And then when I, when you got on the plateau, like going into Bend, that it's just all open. And I mean, uh, I don't know what peak I saw, but I mean, it looked like there was wind blowing and kind of snow drift or the clouds were coming off the top of this, like this, like chimney rock type deal off the top of it. And I was like, you can't get that everywhere no you know so i mean enjoy the scenery where it's at well that's what's nice too because usually when me and amber go down i mean we drove down friday and i mean you were there until sunday too but we drove down friday and we stayed until sunday so we made a weekend you know getaway for us out of it so you know part of that getaway was you know me going to do the race but then after that you know it was you know lunch with you and jesse and everybody else and then you know, it was time for me and her to have just, you know, a nice weekend getaway. So, you know, it was good because both times we've turned into a weekend getaway too. So it, it was fun. I mean, it was blast. It was good to see people. I don't get to see much, but then the race itself was just, I mean, the way they put it together, um, like you said, cold as can be in the morning, but then by the time we finished in the afternoon or not afternoon, I guess, you know, finished the race, it was cold. I mean, not warm. It was very warm. <clears throat> I think part of what we need to look at is every day, at least for me, every day it's been, it's been work and workout, work and workout. And like you said, you and Amber made a weekend of it. For me, it was, I had the week off prior to, but it was more of the relaxation side of it. Okay. I was able to take a nice long road trip drive. Uh, I could take my time getting out there. I didn't have to rush. I didn't have to feel rushed or yep. anything like that. Uh, I could get there. I got there the day before. I had enough time to rest, to eat, to kind of go find out where the venue was. That way I wasn't that morning trying to figure out, oh, my God, where am I going? Right? Where, where do I go? Where do I park? Where's this at? I mean, so I had time to explore, and then the day of the event, I didn't have to feel rushed afterwards to drive home, to rush and do anything. I could relax, take time. We had the nice lunch, dinner-ish type deal with the, the group. I mean, uh, like you said, Jesse, Amber, yourself, you know, and, and Tatiana. And the, I mean, that group we were able to sit and actually have a conversation, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's, that's one of the things that some people have been missing out on as well, you know, because we've all been stuck in our own little worlds, just in our own bubbles, not able to get out. And uh, so many people that we saw friends, you know, from Oregon, uh, you know, from Washington, uh, and we were able to actually have a good time, chat, joke it up, you know, and kind of kind of get back to that bonding-ish camaraderie 
And then, you know, why we all do this to begin with? Let me go back to our own lives, you know, but hey, I'm still alive. Yeah. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, it was great to see everyone. Like I said, this event, I mean, the first event was great. This event was good because it was two different events. You know, it wasn't the same event a second time. It was completely different, different location, different obstacles. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.